Well, look at this. You're here and I'm pleased because I really dig your company. Hey guys, it's me, Danny, and you're listening to the Just Saying Podcast. It's a couple of things that didn't happen. Let me talk first about um, it's raining here, this autumn weather. I don't even want to complain about it. I like it when it's like this where it's crisp and it's not too cold. So this is my type of season. Oh, I love autumn. I love wearing sweater dresses and I love wearing cozy boots that, you know, don't have to really keep you warm. They just kind of cute. I like wearing rain boots. I got the cutest little rain boots and a poncho because I got a dog. I don't know if I told y'all, but Miss, oh, I think I did post Miss Ruby's picture last week, but I got to walk the dog in this weather. So we be out here cute in our little raincoats and ponchos. Um, and I just really like it. I don't know. I think that the the colors on the trees, I took a road trip um this past weekend and the the trees still look beautiful to me they not as bright vibrant as they were like about a month ago but I'm still loving looking out my window looking at the browns and the greens and a little bit of the reds still a lot of the reds and turn to browns but I love to look at the trees and the colorfulness of it all I mean you know I'll just be amazed at how God do the, do the world it's like we get these gifts and there just be things that you'd be like, what is happening here? So this, whenever the autumn colors come in, it makes me even more happier than springtime because I'm just not really a flower person. So, I mean, I would like to get some flowers, I guess, but for the most part, I, I don't like I don't like looking at flowers like outside unless it's like a whole field or something. They all look like um, raggedy, old, and dirt to me. Sorry for all you <laughs> flower lovers. Outside, they just don't appeal to me. But the trees are just amazing to me. I, I just really love the fall time. Like in my room, my room is decorated to me like autumn. And I love that whole scene so I'm out here drinking I have had I had a pumpkin cupcake I had um a kid no I didn't have any carrot cake I'm supposed to be still on my meal plan but when (laughs) when auto shows up I have to have a little bit of pumpkin in my life so I did have a pumpkin cupcake and I tried this thing that was like a pumpkin mousse but it didn't taste like pumpkin at all I have had the pumpkin spice And I have been doing every day almost a chai tea latte. I know chai tea is the same word. Don't judge me. But I've been having a hot chai tea latte, extra spice. And I have, I am looking forward to also uh, before the summer, um, before the summer. That's what, because that's what people always say, before the summer, I'm about to, um, before the autumn is over, I am looking forward to having some warm apple cider because oh I love a good apple cider not that not that store stuff it's okay I guess but I would like a good nice warm apple cider oh I can't wait I just love autumn (laughs) 
I just love, love, love autumn and everything about it. The, the cute little sweaters you can wear. Oh, it's so cute. That's when you can put on the cute little scarf and still just roll out the nice hoodie. Oh, I got some cute hoodies. I throw on a cute hoodie and keep it pushing. Like, I just really like autumn. You could roll down the window a little bit in your car and had a heat on a little bit. And you just get the right temperature. And um, I ain't going to lie, I, I had to cut the heat on a little bit. Uh, we don't run it all day, but I have to, my downstairs, oh my gosh, my first floor, just want to be so cold. The second floor and the third floor, um, I live, because you guys know I live in the, <laughs> on the East Coast, the Northern East Coast, and, uh, we get cold, <laughs> and all, our houses are, you know, like, the older houses, they're, they're not, like, you know, when you go down south, and all the houses is, like, all new and modern or whatever, that's not how we do, it's a different look here, okay, and so, I have a third floor, and on the third floor, which is a functional floor, it's not an attic, and the third floor gets warm as well, but that first floor, child, I don't know, if y'all know somebody that can come in here and change the atmosphere up in there, let me know because I'm in the market. <laughs> because that first floor, I'm telling you, my grandson was over the other day and he just was like, Lila, that's what he called me. Don't judge me. Lila, it's cold in here. I said, I know, baby. We had to put our slippers on and get us a cute little piece of, um, a cute little piece of, um, well, he had hot chocolate and I had some tea, but we just had to have us a nice little warm sit down in a conversation. Anyway, I hope you guys are enjoying this autumn weather. Let's go ahead and get on into this show. There was a clip on the Ellen show recently where Tiffany Haddish was hosting. It looks like Tiffany Haddish was hosting. She was interviewing Marlon Wayans. Marlon Wayans and Tiffany Haddish are friends. And, you know, so they're having a conversation because they are comedians, you know, black comedians, I believe, don't run in that big of a circle. So when y'all friends, y'all friends, when y'all cool, y'all cool, whatever, whatever. So Tiffany Haddish asks Marlon Wayans on the show why he never put her in any of his projects. And the response for me was very interesting. Although I agreed with what he was saying, it was interesting coming from who was saying it. So the response basically was that Tiffany Haddish should be doing too much. And so he was saying, you know, when we trying to do like a a love scene, Tiffany Haddish want to be playing around on the set, you know, fake uh, farting and, you know, making lewd jokes and everything and that she she doesn't do what is called for and so he felt like you know he can see growth in her now but she wasn't ready for things then and that he basically said things happen when they're supposed to happen and they wait they have not been they have not supposed to have happened yet right And it was interesting to me coming from Marlon Wayans because I feel like he do this, he does the same thing. Like, isn't that what you do? Like, don't you do like a lot of loot and crude jokes? 
and um like that isn't that like this isn't that y'all saying? So to not have Tiffany Haddish be a part of it, what what was that like? Because I feel like all of what the the weigh-ins do is like delude and crude. I don't even know if I'm saying it right, but like you know the fart jokes and the you know childish comedy. Now. I feel like Tiffany Haddish is a lot, a, a lot of the time. <laughs> I'm a fan of hers because I'm a fan. I'm I'm not so much a fan of her work, but I am a fan of her person and her story and her success. As an actress, I haven't, other than the, the original OG for Tracy Morgan, who I don't know, like, other than that show, she always plays, like, clownish in most of what she's doing. I can't think of anything else that where she doesn't, but if I'm wrong, and I'm sure that I am, you know, y'all can let me know. But I, you know, hit me up on Twitter or Facebook or something. But I, I feel like, that's what Tiffany Haddish does. So it seemed like it would be a good match. But maybe what it is is that even though Marlon looks like he play around too much, maybe when it comes to being professional at times, he is able to wear that hat. And maybe he felt like Tiffany didn't know when to turn it off. And so that could be the thing because I was very interested in seeing that response. And I thought that was pretty good to be able to see, to be able to see your uh, two friends be able to have a conversation where one of them is being uh, quote unquote real and letting their friend know, like, listen, I love you. I care about you. But at the same time, you know, it's like, but, but girl, you're doing a lot. And the lot that you're doing, you know, you, we, we're going to have to gnaw. So I did appreciate that. I, I appreciated it just so, you know, because sometimes you can't be real with your, you know, people will say that somebody is their friend, but then you really can't be real with them, which means you really ain't friends. And um, I think that she already knew this. I don't think this was a shock response on the show, although I really didn't see much more that came after his comment because I only saw a clip of it. So I don't know, maybe her feelings were hurt, who knows, maybe they had some conversation about it, but I did appreciate watching it. And it was interesting to see coming from somebody who I thought, you know, do too much themselves, but we all do too much at some point. And if you don't have points where you have done too much, you need to go ahead on and try to be too much for a minute, just so you know what it's like. Because sometimes it feels good to be extra, too much, uh, over the top, bothering people with how you behave, even though what you are doing really is not disrespectful, but it could be, you know, just a little bit more than what everybody else want to say. But, you know, again, Tiffany Haddish still is successful she is liked by many people like that's one of the things that does seem that she is liked by many people and she always has a project going on so 
maybe too much for one person, but just enough for another. And that's what counts because everybody ain't going to like you. Everybody ain't going to like what you do. Everybody ain't going to want to work with you. But there always will be somebody who will. So you just keep on pushing, getting to your yeses. So you guys know who Shonda Rams is, right? That's the that's the producer of uh, Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder. She pretty much been holding the ABC network down with her programming. Okay. Well, Shonda Rams then left ABC. And she got a whole big deal with Netflix. It's a $150 million TV deal. They said that it's one of the biggest um, TV contracts in history. Um, I got this information from the Business Insider. I also got it from, uh, I believe it might have been the, the uh, Joe Button podcast. Anyway, I looked it up myself and was like, hold on, let me find out about this because I didn't know that this was a thing. Like, it wasn't on my feeds on the internet streets that I walk. So let me tell y'all what happened. Shonda Rhimes was supposed to be going to Disney, or she had some family members going to Disney. One or the other, I don't remember. But <laughs> when she wanted to go to Disney, she, you know, asked for a certain amount of a certain amount of tickets, but when when people got to the gate, they actually needed more tickets than what they had asked for. So Shonda Rhimes called one of the execs from Disney and said, hey, I need a couple of extra tickets. And whoever was the little uh, person exec from ABC who answered the phone or got onto the phone or whatever it was, they said to her, don't you got enough? Like, Shonda Rhimes was like, the amount of money that I make doing these shows, because it's your network, you make even more money having me here. And you trying to tell me that I can't ask for no raggedy Disney tickets? Like, what are we doing? We know that ABC and Disney, they partner, you know, they, they're a partnership. And so when she called and said, I need these Disney tickets, how I don't got these Disney tickets, I don't understand. And so Shonda Rhimes called her people and said, I don't care what you need to do, but you need to get me about this contract. Okay. And they did. They got her out of her her deal with ABC, but she has been in with ABC for 15 years, okay, uh, and she got this deal with, what's it called, uh, Netflix, she, from what I've been reading is that she had a $10 million a year contract with ABC, and um, that the showrunner for um, her shows, that she's the showrunner, I guess, and that she is worth more than $135 million her own self. Now, I know somebody would be like, well, if she's worth $135, can't she buy 
the tickets, but I work for the company. Like, if I work for the company, y'all can give me tickets. Y'all go to the free, uh, y'all go to the to the picnics and the stuff with y'all company. It's a company picnic. Maybe you get a discounted ticket, but let me tell you, if you had created some stuff, you wouldn't even have to get discounted tickets. You would just go for free. And that's what Shonda Rhimes was saying. Like, child, do you know how much money I make for the for Disney, the the company? give me my tickets and since you didn't want to give them to me and I gotta call and ask and get told don't you have enough like don't I have enough tickets how many tickets could she possibly have had anyway but it really don't matter it it it's not going to equal up to even half of what I make for you all to give me these daggone tickets so she she told him to go ahead on and call it a day and I don't blame her and 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 with two of the shows already done, Scandal already ended, and How to Get Away with Murder already ended. I've never watched Grey's Anatomy, so I don't even know if that's still on or not. But it's time. It's time for her to do it. And you don't, you know, go where go where they appreciate you. Go where they treat you well. Go where they treat you better than well when you are doing as much as she has done for a network. Y'all got to know y'all worth, and once you figure out what your worth is, do not let anybody tell you that you are worth any less. Go where people will understand what you are appraising yourself at. That's a good lesson. I need to learn that for myself because, you know, sometimes I'm afraid to tell people exactly what I am worth because I feel like people will think that, you know, like, my head too big, like, you know, I'm I'm too full of myself or whatever, but then it's just, like, uh, my friends will say, like, Mm-mm, no, because think about the time it takes for you to do X, Y, Z, this, that, whatever, and then I'll be like, you know what, you're right, I am worth that, so let me go ahead on and tell people what I am worth, and so I'm, I'm right with her, $150 million, million dollar contract, please, and I don't even know how long that is for, so we will see, and um, I look forward to seeing what Shonda Rhimes will create for us over at Netflix. Netflix is doing a lot, y'all. They putting out all kind of content with a, a lot of black creators right now. So this is the time to get in. And uh, I want to say it, but no, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to keep it. Netflix is doing a lot with black creators right now. They're giving a lot of people, black people some stuff. And, you know, them even putting on all of the the old shows, the old sitcoms that we all used to um, love back in the day, even though I don't like most of them now. That's for another day. Um, Netflix putting all those back on, bringing back the nostalgia for uh, our community, the community people who watch them, and letting a lot of the younger people see what we what we call entertainment, and see how many black shows we had on for us on network TV. Willie is doing a good thing for us. So you know, shout out to Netflix and shout out to Shonda. And uh, do we is we still going to Disneyland? Cause like, let me know. <laughs> Uh, let me know where my money is being spent because that's where I'm spending all of my monies. I don't know. This Saturday, October 31st, Halloween night. 
I Only Fix My Life is coming back on. Y'all know I love I Only Fix My Life. And I've been watching the little clips. Not little. I got to stop saying little. But I've been watching the clips of the upcoming season. And it kind of seems interesting. Uh, the first episode, I believe, is with Shay Johnson, who is uh, coming on, coming off of the Love and Hip Hop franchise. She also was one of the contestants on uh, Flavor of Love back in the day. That's where everybody really know her from when she was trying to get up there and date Flavor Flav. And ever since then, she's been holding down a reality star. TV star role and she's done a couple of other reality TV stars but most recently she has been known for being on Love and Hip Hop and so now she's on this show you know keeping that reality TV money rolling it's a two-hour premiere and it seems as though she ain't trying to do the work but you never know going on, going with these shows. You really never know what's going, what we're going to see. So I'm excited because I just like the show. I like learning things. I like to watch people talk about relationships. And I will say this uh, before we go any further into what's coming upcoming. One of my friends, one of my close friends, was friends with somebody who was on one of these one of the episodes, one of the I on the Fix My Life shows. And they said that their story was not made up. So I will say that the stories are not made up. What we hear are not made up. Um, they said that, they, like, you know, that there's work that has to be done and she really does come talk to you and all these things. Um, usually what we hear is that some of the follow-up that is promised does not come through, but what actually happens on there is intentional, it seems like, I guess. Um, it's not fake. It's not people creating stories or anything like that. So I'm interested in that. One of the other stars that it seemed that we saw, I saw in the clips was comedian Lunell. She used to be in that circle with Cat Williams. And... Uh, I can't think of his last name, but it's Red something. And I think D. Ray Davis, I think she rolled in that kind of circle, but I'm not I'm not sure. I know she was a Cat Williams. She was with Cat Williams for a while. And she's also one of the models for the new Fenty line. Uh, and I really love that they have her on because she is a older woman and she is not that, you know, model-esque, the typical model-esque type body type. She doesn't have the long, flowy hair. She doesn't have, she has rolls. You know, she looked like what we who look like, quote-unquote, real bodies would like to know what the clothes look like. And that's, that, you know, so that that's, that's uh, one of the people who's on the show. Uh, we could talk about that too. Let me go ahead on and close this out. Make sure y'all watch how you on love fix my life. Uh, that starts uh October thirty first. I believe it's nine to eleven is what I believe that the time is, but I really I don't have the time for that, y'all. I'm so sorry. 
I don't see it anywhere either that I'm looking. But I I, I believe that they always came on at 9 o'clock. And so you should just check your local listings. You know how they say for the people. Check your local listings and see where it's playing for you. Because it's playing still on the own network. That much I do know. Go ahead on and look for it yourselves. And we gonna, you know we're going to talk about this when it come out because why would we not talk about this when it come out one of the things I really like about this Ayala situation though is and I know lots of people think that her tactics are you know full of jokes and people make a lot of jokes about them and people will comment on how they don't feel like she's helping people but I number one I want to say We have to stop watching the show thinking that she is trying to do therapy because that is not what she is doing. She is trying to interrupt pattern. And that is a different form of help because what she basically is trying to say is you have been doing things this way for this long and things have not worked for you because you are not happy and you are here. So let me tell you what those things are, point them out to you, tell you that there is another way for you to see and or do things. And then you can get to a place where you will be ready for therapy because a lot of y'all don't understand that y'all ain't ready for the therapy or that some of y'all who have attempted to go to therapy feel like therapy don't work for you because you are really just trying to hide all of your mess and you want somebody to tell you that your mess is okay and you could do whatever you know you could change some stuff but the truth is some of y'all really got to address the mess this is the truth of your life and that's what I feel like Ayala does and when people talk to me and have conversations with me that's what they get from me as well it's me saying listen let me I help you identify these things so that we can decide whether or not you like them and figure out how you can work them if you like them or if you don't like them we can figure out how you can work them in a different way so that you can be productive in whatever area that you are saying that you have not been successful in life love relationship however it works something that you are doing continually needs to be interrupted so that you don't continue to do that so that you can get to a, a different kind of patterning of yourself, okay? That's what Ayana is doing. She ain't doing counseling. And for, for anybody who is confused in those things, I do not even believe that she is a counselor. I believe that she is a life coach. Um, but I, I believe that there are certified counselors on staff, okay? And you, when you need the counseling, you can talk to the counselors. This is a different thing. You have to pay attention to that. And that's why she's always saying, do the work. Do the work to change the pattern of the things that have been not serving you well in your life, but we hold on to because they are comfortable and they are familiar to us. That's what I like about the show. And that's what I try to help you all do. And and not just you, but me. When I'm talking to you, I'm talking to me. Just know that. So I'm not feel, sitting here feeling like I'm just trying to tell people things that I don't need to or have not or will not apply to my own living. But anyway, again, 202 to show y'all. 
All right, anyway, speaking about that daggone Lunell and her Fenty thing, did y'all see the new Fenty fashion show? I believe that it is on Prime TV. I believe it's on Prime. Y'all, I got all the stations. I got all the streaming sites because I don't, I don't rock with the cable anymore. So I have all the streaming. And I, so I believe it's on Prime, Amazon Prime TV. But it was really good again. Uh, there were different stars and they, they did it differently. If you didn't see the first one, child, like get in watch it, call somebody, ask them, can they watch, can you watch that day house or something, do you know somebody with the Amazon Prime, I don't know, you might even be able to pull it up on YouTube now, because it's a year old, but the new one came out not too long ago, and the best, one of the best things about the show is that she used, number one, the girls aren't walking in heels, it's not some crazy runway where you can't, see and they walking in these hills and you nervous about you know whether or not they going do nothing you know fall or anything it's none of that it is girls in um you know like tennis shoes they are in lingerie they are always in lingerie but it is all types of body types it is all types of skin color tones it is beautiful to see because I see women who look like me in clothes that I want to wear. I also see women who are smaller than me, but still, you know, curvy girls, and they look just as good. And then you go all the way down to women who I'm saying girls because for me I feel like they're younger than me but that's not true she has all age groups in here too so I see women who are my size and I am overly plus let's just be honest uh she's slimming down but but still you never really see up until here you don't really see women who look like me in clothes that she clothed these women in and flattered, flattered. Usually you see like the plus size girls coming out in like the cute robe or, you know, some kind of straight down negligee nightgown thing. This one, she put them in all the different types, child, all the different types. And that's what made me comfortable. That's what made me love it. There also were a lot of musical acts and all of the models were also the dancers. They danced. <laughs> they had routines. It was dope. That was the first one. The second one came out and they did the same thing. But they also added in men. There were men in the clothes. There were men in uh, a male line for Fenty. Fenty now has a male line of clothing. And I'm talking, you know, like boxers and lounge pants and things like that but 
to see that and she also had men of different body types and so I was like let's hear it for the big boys you know like because we always usually just see like the model body but the typical model body but that's not the only body out here and that's not the only body who wants to feel sexy so (laughs) having this Rihanna Fenty show really did do a thing for me and I loved seeing that everybody didn't have to have the same hair type and everybody didn't have to have the same body type and the, and that everybody could wear more the bodies could wear more than one style of clothing and that was dope it also seemed like the performers had the option of wearing the line as well and I like that too so again check out I'm always for anywhere and anybody who understands that there's more than one community of people who would like to buy their clothing and that we, the bigger, the plus size community, we spend a dollar. We like to spend our coin on things that make us feel and look good as well. And that you can make clothing that flatters more than one person and and let me just say this especially when it comes to lingerie the people who are going to see us in it are the people who already are enjoying our bodies we should be able to look and feel sexy when we present ourselves to the people who we love the partners that we have the same way anybody who wears a size six or a size four wants to present themselves and their bodies to the, the people that they are having intimate moments with our intimate moments should not be less sexy because we have more body and I appreciate that Rihanna understood that because let me tell you when Beyonce came out with her Ivy Park line she ain't make no clothes for the big girls and we were all standing around like oh okay so I see like is there something you trying to tell me because or you just told me that you don't think that I could wear jogger pants (laughs) so she missed the mark on that and I, I know she coming out with a new line I don't know if it's dropped yet, but if she doesn't have any clothes for your girls, it's going to be a problem because I really try to, you know, be a Beyonce fan, but she's going to have me drop down a couple of pegs if she don't have no plus sizes in this new line. We'll see. Anyway, if y'all if y'all haven't seen the Fenty fashion shows, go ahead on to Amazon Prime TV Call, like I said, call one of your friends and ask for the code right click. Somebody got Amazon Prime. And if you have Amazon Prime, and if you don't know this, if you have Amazon Prime, you have Amazon Prime TV already. You just got to download that thing onto your TV or your iPad or tablet or wherever you watch your streaming sites at. Go get into it. Get onto the site and check it out because uh, I know some people who didn't know that they had access to that when they had Amazon Prime. So I don't know what to tell you. Just go ahead on and check that out. Mike Tyson has a podcast. I think it's called Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. And this past week, he had Lil Boosie on his show. And I had been hearing 
people say, you know, walking these internet streets, a lot of people were going like, oh, this was a really good conversation. This was a really good talk. And then I saw a couple of clips about it. And then I heard, um, you know, people having conversation about it and saying that it, it was well worth the listen because they thought it was a really good conversation. Now, I'm not a supporter of Lil Boosie. I don't like what he stands for. Now, as a rapper, the only song I know about Lil Boosie is Wipe Me Down from back in the day. If he has any other songs, I don't know him. But he has been on social media and the things that he says, the things that he chooses to comment on and the way, the delivery of what he is saying, it does not please me. And I don't put myself in places where my soul does not feel good okay so anytime he comes up I'm just like what we doing with this little boosie situation he a mess to me but people kept on saying this is a good conversation it's a good conversation good conversation and the clip that I saw I said okay let me check it out Because, you know, you got to give people a chance. Now, I have been seeing a lot of clips about Mike Tyson and his podcast. And that Mike Tyson, you know, has been very transparent about a lot of things pertaining to what what was his driving factors in life in his younger years, okay? And so part of me was still like, I don't know, because there are some things about him that I felt like weren't, he, I never heard that, you know, he apologized for, or he took ownership of, or any of those things. But then I also had to admit to myself, I didn't really put myself in spaces to find out whether or not Mike Tyson has done anything, any of these things. So let me just grant both of these dudes a little bit of grace and see what kind of gross conversation is going on over here because people keep telling me that that's what's going on. So I tuned in. And I will say that sometimes it amazes me that people give credit where there ain't none. This was not a conversation between these two. This was really a lot of Mike Tyson talking to Boosie and asking him questions. And because Boosie wasn't really giving no real answers, Mike Tyson giving him his form of wisdom. Okay. And I think a lot of people really wanted to give this quote-unquote interview a lot more credit because Mike Tyson touched on why Lil Rapper, Lil Boosie wanted to go after Dwayne Wade about his child saying that they felt as though they may be a transgendered child or uh, I don't know what the, I don't know if we call them trans, if we call them meaning trans, 
a group of people is what I'm saying. I'm trying to be so correct about this. I, I, I'm not sure if I have not researched enough to find out if, if Dwayne Wade's child is labeled transgender. That's just what I'm saying. But how? But however this child is identifying, Lil Boosie felt like he had something to say about that, and he said it, okay? And Mike Tyson was asking him about, about it. If you aren't sure what happened, Dwayne Wade and... When went on Ellen at one point, I can't even tell you when, because I promise y'all COVID, I think it was last year, I'm not even sure anymore about timing, but Lil Wayne, Lil Boosie saw this, Dwayne Wade said that his child who was born male in genitalia has said that they identify as female. And so Dwayne Wade said that he was going to rock with that. That's what his child said he feel. That's what he wanted to rock with. And that was how they was living in this world, okay? Lil Boosie felt like he should speak on how Dwayne Wade and his his family is raising his child. Okay, and so he got on the internet and started saying that don't make your child be gay, you gonna ruin their lives, and don't do it, and all this stuff. Okay, so Mike Tyson wanted to ask him, like, what, what, who are you to feel like you have a place to speak about this man's child? And Lil Boosie really said that you know, like, he he spoke to his mom, and his mom said you know, the same thing to him. And he also said he probably should not have said anything about Dwayne Wade's child, but he also said he stand by what he say and what he said, and he meant what he said. So he never apologized. He just talked himself right into a circle. Like, yeah, people told me I probably shouldn't have did it, but it don't matter. I did, I said it, whatever, right? And Mike Tyson started to say to him, you know, why are you so offended by homosexuals? Why are you so offended by the transgender community? Why are you offended by that? And then tried to touch very lightly on maybe it's because you don't want people to know that you are homosexual. He started to go into this space of it's a lot of times when we know who we are and what we want to be, but we don't feel like we could live in that life because of where we came from and the persona that we have already created. So that because of that, we don't feel like we can be fully who we are without judgment and ridicule. And a lot of people felt like he was trying to get Lil Boozy to understand like, even if you, maybe you feel like you want to do some things with your child. I'm not, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Maybe you feel like you want to do, you wanted to do some things as a child, but realize from growing up where you grew up that that was not acceptable. And so now you have grown to hate yourself and that self-hate is coming out by lashing out at other people. That's what, Mike Tyson was saying it didn't go anywhere Lil Boosie didn't like give any revelations or anything and be like yeah you know whatever I love it I want to be that way or anything like that that's not where it went so 
people heard Mike Tyson's explanation of things and was like, this is a great conversation, but it wasn't a conversation. It was just Mike Tyson talking. Uh, there was another point when Mike Tyson tried to explain the same thing to him as in you can't you can't decide that just because you feel something that you are entitled to speak on how other people live. If you don't want to live that way, that is fine. Choose not to. But who the hell are you to speak on to speak to other people and tell them how they should live over at their house? Mike Tyson also spoke about how coming coming up and coming from where he was from, a lot of the things that he did and the reactions that he has had for things was based off the fact that he was afraid. A lot of the time that he felt afraid, he felt alone, he felt misunderstood. And because of those things, he he used all of that to create a persona that everybody was afraid of. But he didn't feel like anybody should be afraid of him because he was afraid. And he was basically telling Boosie, like, you can create a persona that sometimes you don't know how to get out of because everybody sees you as this one thing. And so when you create that and then don't want to be that anymore, it becomes a struggle with yourself internally. But again, this really wasn't a conversation with Lil Boosie. And there was somebody else there, I don't know who they were, who tried to say to Lil Boosie, like, you know, how are you feeling? What are you, what are you feeling about what's being said? Because he really wasn't talking. And all Lil Boosie really had to say was, he, he put me onto a lot of game, man. I, it's like, there wasn't no conversation here. I personally was not impressed, but I don't know. Maybe it was because I am not impressed by Lil Boosie, nor am I really all that impressed with Mike Tyson. And I just don't know enough about Mike Tyson's evolution or his growth or anything like that. Uh, I wasn't into boxing. I was very impressed by what I heard about him. I guess that he had, you know, so much power that he could knock a man out in like, you know, one or two blows or whatever. And I guess that's impressive if that's what you into, but I'm not into that. So for me, although I understand the power that this man was able to build and 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 use his body for I didn't I really wasn't one and am not one who respects like that type of sport not and maybe it's not that I don't respect it it's just not my form of entertainment I, I will say that I don't want to say I don't respect it because I respect the the work that you have to put into to become a heavyweight champion it's a lot. I understand that. And, you know, that I respect. A lot of things that happened when Mike Tyson was younger, don't respect. Um, won't got to go into it. If y'all don't know, y'all can look it up yourself. And uh, there, there are just some things that because I don't know anything about the evolution of the man. I really don't, it's not that I don't have ill feelings towards him. It's just that he ain't somebody that I keep on my 
in my radar. I just, you know, he, it's not like I want to cancel the man or nothing. It's not like I'm like, nobody should listen to his podcast and nobody, I don't have all of that. It's just, I ain't interested in what's going on with him because I really didn't, I wasn't interested in him before. I really wasn't disgusted by him. There were some things that happened that I will say back then, I wasn't really sure how I felt either way. Like if I believed some of the things that were said about him or if I didn't believe some of the things that were said about him, if I believed some of the things that he said about some people or if I didn't, I'm not really sure. I was young myself and my young judgment is not the same as my older judgment. And so it's just been a thing that I've never explored. But I wasn't impressed by the conversation. Again, Lil Boosie does not impress me in any ways in these days. He, For me, he gives a lot of comments. There's a lot of clips that come out about him and things that he says that I do not respect present day. And Even on the show, he was saying, even on this Mike Tyson show, Lil Boosie was saying that, you know, he can't get married because he need to have a a bunch of women and he he ain't going to be able to be happy if he can't go have sex with more than one woman. And also saying that the woman that he has should be at home cooking and cleaning for him. And I'm just like, bruh, like, I don't know how we got these old ideas these old traditional ideas and these newfangled ideas. He's talking about he should be a, he want to be like the kings uh, back in Africa and be able to have more than one wife. But he doesn't understand that those people were not setting out to be disrespectful to those women. And he doesn't, it seems to me that from the, the conversations that he has, a lot of times on the clips that are being shown and what even what he was just saying on this podcast, he doesn't have respect for women at all. I don't believe that he has much respect for many women but I also don't believe he has much respect for himself and that is one of the things that Mike Tyson tried to touch on is like what does self-respect mean to you and he really didn't have an answer it really wasn't an interview it was just a con it was supposed to be maybe a conversation most people who have podcasts are not trying to interview they are trying to have conversations with people and this was the, an attempt at a conversation, but it was not really a good conversation because there was not a lot of exchange and it doesn't seem like Lil Boosie even learned much of anything to me. But you can check it out yourself. It's called Hot Box or Hot Box on Mike Tyson. If you put in Mike Tyson, it'll come up. Ain't that many Mike Tysons out there. So, uh, not that there are any, but there are any. You, you can see his face on the, on the, what's it called? The cover art. So, you know, you'll find him if you look in and you want to listen to this yourself. I don't think I'm going to be checking out another episode of the show. I surely will not be checking out many more episodes of, things that have Lil Boosie on there but you never know because this is where I you know this is where I hang out so if I do don't judge me it's because I, I want to have something to come over here to talk to y'all about okay well that's all I got for today I'm about to go frolic out here <laughs> I feel like when it's autumn I want to frolic I don't even know what that means but I'm about to go frolic out here in these streets 
and uh, play around in these leaves before they all tear up my yard and got to get bagged up and let go. I hope that you guys stay safe. Uh, Halloween is coming up, and they had the CDC that said, you know, it's not even safe to trunk or treat or trick or treat or however and treat. We already know that they telling us still that the big parties is not the wave, sis, so let's not do it. Um, but if you are going to go out, and that's not for me to decide. If you are going to go out, please make sure you mask up. Don't put the babies in mask and forget to put their real mask on their face, like the safety mask on their face. And still don't go in large groups. And be safe out there, y'all, because, you know, the COVID is still out there. They still getting people. I know people who still getting sick, like sick within the last two weeks. I know I, I personally know people who have been sick, not people I've been around, because she could have been free, but (laughs) I do know people who have recently been sick, so y'all got to be safe out there, and don't get your babies, it it ain't worth the candy, you know, like, wait till the day after when it all go on sale, and go ahead and buy some, because you know, I ain't seen the stores have costumes, now, I ain't been in a lot of stores where costumes would be, because I don't go out like that, but, um, I went up to the Walgreens and the Walgreens didn't have costumes. So I don't know. Are they are they putting out costumes this year? Because, you know, a lot of stuff ain't, it just don't go out no more because of the COVID. And they, they don't want to, you know, give people the option. So if you go and be safe, please, please, please be safe. The candy ain't worth worth it. They don't give out that great of a candy anymore anyway. So if it's if it's buckets where kids gotta all keep on putting their hands in there, don't don't go to that house. You know, if you passing out candy, do individual bags that you can hand out yourself that you can hand sanitize a hand to somebody. Have a thing of hand sanitizer when you passing out too, because you just wanna keep the kids safe. You know what I'm saying? We just want to keep the kids safe. We want to keep y'all safe, too. I mean, you know, I just, I, I want to hear, please, y'all, please, y'all, mask up and wash your hands. Just saying. 